Welcome to the next episode of the Warrior Way podcast. I'm Jeff Tobin here with Grant Scouten. We had Queen Lexi Goman on the podcast today. We were really excited to have her, and she gave some great insight into some things I think warriors are going to find really interesting to hear about. So, Grant, what'd you take away? Um, yeah, she was a lot of fun to have on there. Um, we talked about a topic uh, that was very near and dear to her heart. Um, and then, in my opinion, this draft, we've had a, like some good drafts, but this one was a lot of fun. And I hope people stick around towards the end to hear about it. And just for the record, Grant lost it with his last <laughs> pick, so he did not win this draft. You'll have to uh, tune in to hear the rest of it, but he definitely lost it with the last pick. Hey, let the people make their own decisions. All right, let's get to Lexi. Here we go. Lexi, thanks for coming on the show. We're really excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me. So first thing, just like last week, we better start with congratulations to you, Queen Lexi Goman. Uh, what does it feel to walk around the hallways with people screaming Queen at you? At first, it was a little weird having everyone call me Queen because it, it's just my everyday thing for like, or not that I'm a queen or anything, <laughs> but just that it's just, just weird. But I'm beyond honored just to do, have it. Walking into Washington my freshman year, I didn't expect to like even be up for it, but to win, it was just unthinkable. So that kind of, it spurs a thought in my mind of walking in freshman year, reflecting now you're a senior, how does it feel to be a senior and have the years just flown by for you? It's really weird. My friends and I have been talking that we still feel like we just entered our freshman year of high school. Like, I remember when I was a freshman, the seniors to me felt so old. They felt like they're, they're just like old to me. But like now that I'm a senior, when I look at the freshmen, they just seem like they're my age and they're like really close still. Like I feel like the freshmen are just like the same grade as me and I don't see them any different. Is it is it true like you can always pick out a freshman because they're the ones wandering aimlessly and don't know where anything is? Do you feel like you were that freshman or do you have a pretty good handle on where things were as a freshman? I feel like I had a pretty good handle just because my brother went here so I knew a little bit but when I walk in the hallways you can kind of tell who the freshmen are because they haven't right like really like connected with like how things go or like the way they like walk or stand. And you you talk about you say your brother mm. so i knew your brother i coached your brother i know your family well because you your, your family is synonymous with whs in general and mm. and everything that goes along with it i have a quick story before we get into grant telling anything else just because i'm thinking of isaac mm. okay your brother is one of the most freakishly strong guys i've ever seen this guy i i, I just had a memory of weight room isaac goman when he was power cleaning and he didn't really know how to power clean, but he heaved up, I think it was 245 pounds and basically reverse curled it. Didn't have any form for the clean, just heaved it up there. And I saw that and I'm like, that guy is the strongest guy I've ever seen. So um, so we just kind of want to get into talking a little bit about your experience at Washington to start off. Um, what in your mind just makes WHS such a special place to be? Washington over like the last couple years have become my second home and I know that kind of sounds cliche in some ways but like we spent I spend so much time here throughout my day that it has to become my second home and the people here and the, my peers just become family to me. So speaking of family and you had talked a little bit about Isaac and everything uh what has like Washington met to you and your family? Um, with four out of five of my intermediate family going to Washington, we've been here like a long time, but it's like, like I said earlier, is our home. Like my parents come to the games, they come to everything and 
it's just super fun to be able to have a connection with my family that way. Instead of all of us going to different schools, we all have the history of Washington. And then you talk about them coming to games and everything and competitions because you're a part of the dance and cheer, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what has in your mind been the best part of being on dance and cheer at Washington? Um, if I had to say, it, I'd have to be the girls on my team. And I keep talking about family because family is really important to me. But being the only girl in my family, these girls in the dance team have become sisters to me. I've like created bonds with them every year, new year, and I wouldn't change that for anything. And actually, some of our best part of dance is not the dancing. It's the like connections that we build in the activities we do. And there's this one story that I wanted to share with during state last year in Aberdeen. They took us out to like dinner. And it was, I don't remember what it was, but it was some Italian restaurant and they took us to the top level and it was like in an abandoned like floor. There was like cracked windows and, but there was a ballroom in there and like being dancers, all of us like kind of like started going over there and we had like grade dance offs for each grade, (laughs) each grade split off into like their own section. And we did like dance offs and stuff. And that was like one of my favorite parts of the whole season, like all four years. Just, I hope we can do something like fun like that every year. Well, it would make sense. Lexi, that your greatest memory happened in Aberdeen, South Dakota. <laughs> I went to college there. It's a great town. I'm disappointed in myself that I, I've been to the place that you're talking about. I cannot remember the name of it. I have the flame in my head, but I don't think it was the flame. But it would make sense that your best memory happened because <laughs> some of my best memories also happened in Aberdeen, South Dakota. So back on the dance topic, Coach Neiman, okay, you're Anybody who knows anything about anything when it comes to dance knows about the WHS dance legacy, mm-hmm. okay? As a coach, as as coaches, we would like to know, what is it like being part of Coach Neiman's program, and what is the standard of excellence that she expects from every participant that's in her program? Um, her standard of excellence has to do with it's a team thing. It's not just a personal thing. We have this thing we say during every practice. It's, it sounds a little harsh, but it's like it only takes one person to mess up the routine. And so if you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for everyone on the team. And she expects us to come into practice knowing what we're doing and not slacking off. But we also she also expects us to have fun and want to keep coming and doing it and doing our best. Is it something that you maybe want to try to do after high school as well? Or is it going to end as WHS career ends for you? Um, I think competitively it's going to end at Washington. But I've always I love dancing. So I'm always going to do it even no matter where I am. Okay, and on that same topic, I want to ask, because you just said before this podcast, where are some of the options you're maybe thinking about going? Where have you been accepted so far? Um, I've been accepted into Iowa University, UNL, and University of Missouri. And right now I'm stuck between UNL and University of Missouri right now. And do you have any idea what you want to do, like what you want to pursue there? Um, I'm kind of thinking journalism. I really like to write, and I have like a connection with words that I like to make people feel things, and so I think that'd be a great thing to do. Well, every episode, we like to uh, tie in a little bit one of the core values here at Washington. Um, So this week from the Circle of Courage. So this week, we are going to focus on um, generosity with you. So what does generosity look like at Washington and how have you experienced it? I think if you go to Washington every day, you just kind of see the generosity that Washington holds. So whether it be like the teachers taking time out of their day to make sure that you personally understand a topic, they'll come with you in the morning during their lunch break or after school, if they want you to succeed. But you also see that with like the students and peers where like if you don't understand something or if you need help, there's going to be one in like hundred Washington Warriors that are going to step up and help you. So I think that's just a great thing to like hold at Washington. 
And before you ask the next question, Grant, mm -hmm. who have been some of your most memorable teachers here at Washington? Oh, That's uh, yeah. Expecting that one. Who, who, you know, just like it doesn't have to be favorite, but just some of the more memorable, you know, experiences you've had or that are mm -hmm. going to stand out to you. Maybe when you look back and you're like, hey, I had a great time in so-and-so's class. Well, I have to say, Mr. Stahlberg with A-Push, as hard as that class was, he really made it fun and helped me. But also my math teachers, like Ms. Hansen with my pre-calc and Mr. Frerichs with algebra. I, I love math, but it's not the easiest topic sometimes, but they took whatever they had to do to make sure that I passed. I agree. I'm terrible at math, so I wouldn't have made it half as far as you've made it. So. <laughs> as a math teacher... I think you would have been fine. So. I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> so, you. Uh, along with generosity, let's look at the whole circle of courage now. Um, so how is the circle of courage as a whole going to be something you take forward with you as you go on to whatever college you decide to go to and maybe even after that? I think like the term when you say once a warrior, always a warrior, it kind of just sticks with you because wherever I go, wherever it takes me, I know that all these core pillars of it are something important to me. Even if I didn't go to Washington, it's something important people need to know. That, like to continue going in life that you were like the way you want it to be, you have to expect you, everyone and even yourself to follow with it. And, and kind of a separate topic, but a question that just came to my head as we were talking about, you know, you're, you're four years in, you're in your senior year. What would senior year Lexi go back and tell freshman year Lexi? I think if I had to go back and tell my freshman year, I would have to say probably like the confidence thing. It's like, not that I didn't have confidence my first three years, but going into high school, you kind of, you're scared of everything. You don't know what to experience and what to do. And not until my sophomore year did I actually start like stepping up to that confidence where like, I wasn't afraid to go to games by myself, or I wasn't afraid to take on new clubs or do something. So if I had to tell any freshmen, I'd say like, step out of your comfort zone right away. Cause not that you'll regret it, but it makes it a lot more fun. What? When you say you got confidence your sophomore year, what was it that kind of created that confidence in you after being here freshman year and whatnot? It had to be my friends. My fresh, my sophomore year, I met a new group of friends, and they really helped me step out of my comfort zone. And they all went to different middle schools. So they all came from Whittier, and I came from Patrick Henry, but we just clicked instantly. That's cool. Shout Very out cool. to Whittier, by the way, there. Oh, Greens. <laughs> yes. That's right. Okay, and... I just want to stay on the topic of the circle of courage. It's been something that I think the last couple of years we've tried to make more evident or teach more so. Mm -hmm. um, what bringing in generosity, independence, you know, looking at mastery and belonging, how do you see that every day when you walk the halls? Because I think we're we kind of um, just used to it all the different nationalities and all the different backgrounds that are in this building is something that is probably just not in the minds of people who think just Washington. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you see the circle of courage just evident every day in our hallways? Um, personally, I really see the belongingness at Washington. And even though I'm sure some people can disagree with that, I just, I look at everyone and I just think we're all warriors. We're all one. This is our home. And so if you don't, if you see like people's like, ethnicities and diversity is different then it's like you're not truly a warrior yeah kind of a hard topic here but i want to ask it what are some of the things maybe you're looking forward to being done with high school mm. what, what, like, what you know what i mean like yeah. i know there were certain things when i was in your shoes like i was kind of ready for that next step i was ready to go and experience college and 
get to make my own schedule and sleep in a little mm -hmm. bit or, you know, not have class on Fridays, whatever it was. What are maybe some things that you're looking forward to, like getting to college and getting on to that next step that you won't miss so much about what, again, about high school? Definitely the long days. <laughs> I'm excited to have my own schedule where I only have to go to class for a couple hours and then I have a little break and then go back instead of having to be here for like six, seven hours. Did you not get to like make your schedule a little bit this year and have it how you want it or did? I mean, I did a little <laughs> bit. Like I took, I took classes, but I didn't really have like, um, like AP study or I, I didn't take a lot of blended. So I'm here most of the day, but. I was going to say, if you didn't get to do some of your schedule, I was going to have to talk to Miss Swift. <laughs> yes. counselor because you should get to you I've I've heard you've taken about every accelerated class there is do you have a 4.0 I'm guessing no I have a 3.9 I got shout out to Fricks for that B <laughs> oh man Fricks we're gonna have to get him on the podcast and have a talk about that but I'm sure you learned something in that class huh yeah I'll give him some crap for that too. don't worry okay all right well we really appreciate the the talk about circle of courage and it's something that we it, it, we think it separates Washington from the other places because of everything we have in our building that's so exciting to talk about. So it's exciting to hear you say those things. You kind of have the same thoughts in your mind that we have as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so true for so many warriors. Mm -hmm. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with a topic that is very exciting for us to talk about and that Lexi uh, chose. So we'll be back after a short break. Stay tuned. So Lexi, one of the topics that you really wanted to cover and I thought was very intriguing when I reached out um, and it just shows uh, your maturity, it shows where your mind is at with so many things, uh, you kind of wanted to talk about media influence and it could be mass media, it could be social media, whatever, but when it comes to, you know, what is, what are the social norms, what is acceptable, how generations have changed and what the acceptance is. Uh, so my question is, and I want to talk about social media first, is social media in your eyes going the right direction? Is it a healthy thing, especially for your generation? I think it kind of goes either way. I think some days it's not the best thing because you spend so much time on our phone. Like our generation revolves around our phone. And I noticed like my parents will like call me out and say stuff like, I can listen to them, but I can also text someone at the same time, or I spend constant hours on TikTok, or I'm on Instagram or Snapchat, and it just kind of seems like a way to, like, distract myself, but then there's other times where, like, when I go back to TikTok, that's, like, a big thing at the time right now, and it's, like, kind of, like, an obsession, but it's something that kind of brought everyone together. Like, I remember during homecoming week, my friends and I were standing in the hallway, and we were just kind of all humming the same, like, TikTok song and doing the dance, and some girl walked by us and just, like, started adding on. And so it kind of like brought us together in a way that like you didn't expect, but it also just kind of like brings like serotonin to people's life. It brings like happiness because it's like, oh, we can connect on this or like, this is a funny video. But I think it just kind of depends on how you like see it. And I'd agree with that. I mean, I don't want to call us old. <laughs> we're, we're closer to 30 than you are, mm -hmm. but we see it from your point of view as well of how it can be such a great filler and such a great thing to keep you in the loop about you know, what's going on. And also, like you said, bringing people together. Um, we see it as, and I think of my daughter, my daughter just turned a year old. And I'm starting to think about these things too. Like when is a healthy age to get her a cell phone? When is, you know, what is a healthy amount to be on social media? 
how have you seen it be a detriment to people or kids your age? Um, I've seen it like over quarantine, especially everyone's phone, like phone, like screen time went up by hours just because there was nothing else to do. And I think that kind of was like a negative aspect because like over quarantine, we could have been experiencing like new things like reading books, watching movies, like taking on activities. But we spent so much time on our phone that we kind of became consumed by it. And then kind of like what I said earlier, it was like an obsession. But I think you also have to like put yourself in like the responsibility to be like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be on here that long. I totally know what you're saying. I had a, an experience over quarantine that really opened my eyes. You know how, I don't know if you guys get it, but at the end of your week, you get like your screen time mm-hmm. update. It was really scary one time because I don't remember the exact numbers, but I do remember how long I was on it. It said that my screen time decreased, I think, like 12% to like four hours and 12 minutes per day. Mm -hmm. I saw that and I immediately put my phone down and tried to walk away. But like you said, then you get bored and then it's like, I got to go back to my phone, see what's on it, all that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. I find one of my biggest struggles is when I'm watching like TV or movie with my friends, I just seem to like pull my phone out and use it as a filler. Even though I'm like interested in what's going on, I just have it there and I just use it. Do... Do you see your friends or your classmates trying to be something they see on social media? Do you see, um, you know, whether it's an iconic person that's on TikTok or an iconic person that's on Instagram or whoever, do you see perceptions of self being shaped by social media more than they should be? I think um, in some way, kind of think about it, like, I don't think it's a bad way to, like, want to follow someone's, like, style or their trend of how they, like, dress or, like, stuff, but when you start having to, like, alter your personality because of it, I think it becomes unhealthy, or, like, if you try to, like, copy what they look like, that also becomes, like, a bad obsession, so that it's really negative on yourself. Does that happen? Is that, like, a thing that's common? Um, I don't think it's common, like, where you see, like, an influencer on something where, like, you try to copy them. But there's also, like, this, like, facade of, like, where people are, like, oh, like, they're, like, super skinny, they're super pretty, and, like, that's their fault. You can't blame someone for how they look. And then you can't also, like, have to, like, look at yourself and be all negative about it because, like, you're hyping that person up. So, like, there's a thing of going around for, like, especially with girls where it's, like, girls supporting girls. You can't take other people and be, like, putting them down because you feel bad about yourself. You have to feel good about yourself and also feel good about them. I just had a question about that, what she was talking about, and now it just lost me for a minute. But um, with you, you were talking about how it influences, like, how people look at themselves and all that. So, um, and I don't know if you, like, wrestle with that or whatever, but how, what would you say to girls who, or even boys who look at that and struggle with that negativity thought? Like, how, how, do, you, how do you kids, teenagers, combat all those negative thoughts? Um, personally, myself, I kind of came up with this, like, feeling is like, when I go to school and I come back, there's always that, like, the negativity in your head, like, oh, did I really go to school looking like that? Or, like, did I look like that? But instead of, like, focusing on the negative, I have, like, this saying, every time I look in the mirror and I, like, see something wrong, I'll be like, I don't know if I can say this, but I'll be like, hell yeah, I looked like that. Like, you want to, you want to be happy about it. Like, you went to school and, like, you did that, or you went out in public and you did that. You can't feel bad about it because it's who you are. And I think that's so true in today's day and age. There are so many 
so many outlets and so many things trying to make people believe that they're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that that's one thing that our core value here at Washington is we want every student to know you are good enough. And it doesn't matter, you know, what your attributes are. It doesn't matter, um, you know, where you come from or the, the crappy background you've had. There are people here that love you and there are people here that are going to take you right where you're at and, you know, give you a fit. And it might take some failures to find that fit, but if you keep trying, you'll eventually find it because there's something here for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really, really great point uh, that you bring up. Yeah. Okay. And you said quarantine. Mm -hmm. We all lived and experienced it. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't want to go through it again. Long couple of months. <laughs> Long couple of months. Okay. And la let's go back to last year, right before it hit. When did it really get real for you? Like, I may not come be coming back to school. My junior year might be over. Um, I actually was out of the country when the quarantine hit. Like the last day of school, I I haven't been to school since like March fourth. I was actually on vacation with my family, and all of a sudden, um, on like CNN, they said like, "Oh, we'll be closing the borders by Saturday." So my family, like, we're leaving on Friday, but like, we're like, we hope we get back into the country. Where were you? Um, we were in Aruba. So. Okay, I, I just want to get in the minds of your mom and dad. What, like, how, how was there panic mode? What did you guys do? Um, I mean, we were really panicked because we said, like, the worst thing would happen is we just get stuck there. Like, where else would you, where was a better <laughs> place true. to be? But I also, I missed my dog, so I wanted to come home. I think the answer to your question, where would you rather be? You'd rather be in South Dakota on March 10th right when there's the snow ending. I think that's where you're driving. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Aruba beats that. So, okay, and then transitioning um, a little bit ahead through quarantine, you're in your senior year now. We're dealing with a lot of new stuff here at school and our daily lives and how it looks. How, how do you feel things are going so far? I think things at Washington, especially going pretty well. I find that people are still kind of struggling with like the arrows on the ground because <laughs> you get like, your like, first couple of years at Washington, you get set with like a routine path of where you're going. And then all of a sudden, when you came here on the first day of school, they like changed it up. And the staircases are messing me up because some you can go up, some you can't go down. Um, just for some of our listeners who aren't here, when she refers to the arrows on the ground, we have one-way hallways here just to try to help out with the flow. And it can be very confusing. I agree with you. So um, as you walk the halls every day, do you think there's anything that we could be doing different or better as we go through this pandemic or the end of it, hopefully? Um, not especially things we can like work on. I think just, it's kind of like hard having, cause we have such a big school, like in South Dakota, it's kind of hard getting everyone like in the hallway because everyone goes the same way. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just kind of like making sure people social distance a little bit in the hallway, like don't have like four people walking straight together, like try to spread it out a little bit, especially if everyone's going the same way, there's no need to squish. That's true. Yeah. And getting back to what Mr. Scouton said with the one-way arrows, students are not the only ones that are messing up. <laughs> The one-way arrow directions, I have also been guilty of walking yes. against the grain. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's not until about your 15th step that you realize I am the only one going mm -hmm. this direction. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel good, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. So as you head toward the rest of your senior year, what are your – we don't know what COVID's going to do. We don't know what, how it's going to look. We're just kind of rolling with it at this point. What are your hopes for the rest of the, your senior year, and what do you hope on May 20th or whenever graduation day is that you can look back and be proud of your senior year? Um, I hope we just continue to have school events. I think if they took that away, it's my senior year, that'd be especially hard because that's what Washington's like about, like supporting each other. And so if we didn't get to go to events, if we didn't get to go to school dances, if we didn't get to do anything like that, 
it'd be kind of sad. But I mean, it's we're in a pandemic, so it's not like I can expect anything different. Okay, so we better get to our draft. Yes. Okay. We, we could talk on this topic for a lot longer, but we've got a really fun draft for you today, Mr. Scout. And you want to tell them yes. what we're for? Yes. All right. So, uh, I believe this was picked kind of by you, right, Lexi? This mm-hmm. was your idea. Okay. So what we are going to do is we're going to pick our top five '80s movies. Okay. So it's going to be snake format. So that means you get to pick first. I'll let you go second this time. I've normally gone second. So you'll go, and then I'll go third. I'll make another one, and we'll go back and forth with that. So, Lexi, with the number one pick of the top 80s movies, are we what going are you from selecting? five to one? Are we going from... you, you need to take, okay, we're going to try to put Ooh. this out to see who wins the draft. You want to get your five best movies on your side. Okay. So, you so I would take the best <laughs> Yeah, you right now. take one right away because you don't know if we're going to take it. Being a dancer, <laughs> I have to say my top one is going to have to be Dirty Dancing. And that one does not shock me at all. No, it doesn't. And with that pick, shout out to Coach Parrish. That's one of his favorite movies. Oh, yes, I did. He won't admit it, but it's one of his favorite movies, Dirty Dancing. I'm glad you let me go second because I'm going to take the obvious great 80 pick. Don't you forget about me going to Breakfast Club. Nice. Nice. Uh, My first pick from the 80s is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm going with The Goonies. Hmm. I've never seen The Goonies. Oh, my goodness. You need to see it. Speaking of which, with you never saying that, I realized last night when I was researching some of the 80s movies, there's a lot of good movies that I've never seen, but I've heard people talk about mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, I, sorry. Go ahead. I, so I said the same thing when I was looking it up yesterday when you left. I was like, man, there are so many mo- movie titles that are so famous. I am such an ignorant movie watcher because yes. I've never seen some of these movies. Yes. Uh, oh, back to me because uh, I'm gonna go with hmm, I'm gonna go with Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right, to me. Yep. Being a huge sports guy, being a basketball guy, the easy mm-hmm. pick I have to go is Hoosiers. It's yep. a classic. That uh, was on my list as Jimmy, well. Jimmy can't be Jimmy, and uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. Lexi, you're up. Still, as much as I love the action and adventure, I'm a sucker for the rom-com, so I'm going to have to go with my best friend's wedding. That's a good pick. I like that one, too. And then it's back to you. You're going to make back-to-back picks. Yep. Well, I was going to say Breakfast Club, but that one got taken, so I'm going to have to go with 16 Candles. Ooh, great pick. What's the, what's the, um, gosh, what's the funny saying in that one from the foreign exchange student? I can't remember. I'll think of it. I'll be completely honest, I've never seen that movie. You've never seen the movie? No, I've what? never seen, there's a, like, to be honest, never seen Dirty Dancing that you've selected so really? far. And then what was my best friend's wedding was the other one. Mm-hmm. Never seen that one either. I'm 0 for 3 with your picks. <laughs> you might be more ignorant than me. Oh, uh, hun- no, it's 100% more me. Okay. All right, so to me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big time Star Wars fan. I love everything Star Wars. There's multiple, so you can still get one. <laughs> I'm going to go with what I think is the best one, The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Mm. Nice. Um, for my third one, I'm going to go with The Fox and the Hound. I'm going to go a little Disney there. Uh, very good movie, in my opinion, with that one. So, And then I'm going to come back with... I'm going to go with The Outsiders. I remember watching Ooh. it in school... Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I think those are two solid picks for me. Okay, for my fourth pick, I think I have to take 
Batman off the board. Mm -hmm. Okay. All-time favorite superhero. I know you said you were a Marvel fan, correct? <laughs> I'm going to go DC, but Batman, Michael Keaton, oh. Penguin, Catwoman, classic. Okay. Just sticking with my kind of movies, I'm going to have to say Pretty Woman. Okay. I'm going to call you out on this, Lexi. I'm going to call you out. You're going to have to repick. I looked that up. I made sure that that wasn't going to get past me. That is a 1990 movie. Really? That is a 19. Dang. Yes. Okay. I've, I've seen that movie. Wow. I call swear I thought it was 80s. Out. Call out. That <laughs> we, did, we did say 80s. I said 80s. Take it off. <laughs> I, I said if Pretty Woman is there, I'm getting it. I looked it up. 1990. I'm not letting it slip here. Okay. Give us another one. Okay. Then if I can't pick Pretty Woman because decade, then I'm going with When Harry Met Sally. Classic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. And, and you then, get a fifth. Yes, yeah, so you get your oh, last pick. Last pick. Oh, um, pretty in pink. Okay. She was. That was a quick one. She was ready to go there. That's multiple weeks in a in a row where guests have great picks. Yes. I cannot argue with those. Yes. Okay. Last pick on my team or on my draft board. I've got some good ones here. I'm gonna go with ET. ET, the extraterrestrial. I'm not going to lie there. I was looking at your list over your shoulder, and I uh, saw one that I was hoping you wouldn't stay. Uh, so my last pick, I'm going to go with a space theme, kind of Star Wars-ish, but I'm going to go with... Don't do it. Yep, Spaceballs. Don't do it. Going with Spaceballs. You just lost the draft. No, absolutely not. You Such a great movie. Lexi, have you seen it? Don't watch it. It's a great movie. <laughs> it does dishonor to Star Wars. Don't don't watch it. Don't take the two hours. It was on your list. I know, but I was more if I was going to go funny or if I was going to just try to be funny. But I, I'm glad that you went there and I didn't. Okay, that wraps up our 80s movies draft. Lexi, Queen Lexi, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you again um, for having me. We really appreciate it. And you get great insight into some things here. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best the rest of the senior year. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll hope to have you on maybe sometime soon. Okay, thank you. Thanks.